Yo guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, hope you everyone is feeling well. Hope everyone's happy. I've got Reese in line. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. I'm still laughing because Matt just—I <laughs> don't even know what he just said. I'm we just, just tried to do an in- we just tried to do an intro, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know where, where what you were trying to get to <laughs> with I, the the first one. I totally, totally butchered it. And normally I'm pretty good at my intros, but I totally butchered it. Um, if by any reason the audio quality gets better or worse throughout this podcast, please do let us know as we're using Discord as a, as a different way of trying to record the podcast. So let us know if you think the audio is better or worse. Just let us know. Um, we have no real plan for this uh, podcast, but what we are doing, uh, I'm currently about in about 20 minutes' time, we're going to find out whether the UK government's going to lock us all down again. So that's super fun start. How, but um, Wales obviously already started. So how's things in Wales? Literally hasn't changed. But we've been on lockdown. I guess when this podcast has comes out, we might... Well, no, we'll still be in, but we'll be coming to the end. So it comes to the end of 9th of November. But it's been two weeks. Um, next week's the last week of it. Um, it's been pretty normal, to be honest, because it's all that's happened is basically they've closed the the pubs. Like, not much is closed. They haven't really given any financial incentive for other businesses to close. So, everything else has stayed open. You just can't see your friends and family. So, it's been pretty shit, but it's two weeks, and it looks like we've saved two weeks um, by doing it quite early, as opposed to the UK government. So, yeah, doesn't mean too bad. Yeah, I was going to say, I had um, me and my girlfriend ever had that realisation earlier today and said, if, um, if Bojo says that we've got to close down everything... Like, I'm not going to see her for a potentially, like, two weeks to a month. And she was like, yeah, you better come round tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, obviously it's been quite a big week also uh, in terms of uh, music and things. Um, Bring Me the Horizon, I want to talk about. Um, because they released their new EP. Um, I, I don't, is it an EP? They're calling it an EP. It's nine tracks. What defines an EP? I'd call it an I don't album. know. I'd I'm call calling it an album. Because it's like, it's 40 odd minutes, it's nine tracks, I'd call it an album. But what it is, though, is absolutely fantastic. What are you saying about this record, boy? I think it's. I Personally, I think it's also an album. Mm. Like, it's. It, 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 has, it has what you'd expect in an album, but it's just. It's not got a story like an album does. It's just full of bangers. Like. Full of bangers. Yeah, it's but, it's basically full of bangers, um, and I'm I I've loved this band so much, and I'm such a fanboy for this band. But they have chosen stylistic choices in the past, which haven't really been, in my opinion, the best. Um, but this record is, or this EP is, bang on. Um, well, that opening track with Dear Diary was fucking hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could only imagine my absolute excitement when it first <laughs> dropped. I was like, what the hell am I listening to? Yeah, that... like... God. You said that... Um, so you made a review on your channel of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard you, you said the album's really good when I spoke to you privately. Obviously, I've, wait, I've waited until... Was it yesterday it came out? Uh, it would have been yesterday, yeah, when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I listened to it yesterday. I was like, right, okay. Matt liked Ammo, so I did. I didn't mind Ammo, but I thought Matt 
it might not be as as good as for me personally but uh it was I, I, as soon as the the intro hit the dear diary oh it, it was it's so good like it feels like they've gone back to their roots refined it and made it sound it's like mainstream metal but like in like a i don't know how to describe it like they're you know, making like, metal cool again but there, there's that bit in dear diary and it's about 10 to 15 seconds where lee malia just basically rips off slayer there's a, there's a complete slayer yeah. like in the middle, the middle of that song and i literally like i, I fist pumped the air i was like this is so good you know and i've always thought for a band who have been bullied by metalheads when they first arrived they've been trashed by pretty much everybody at this point to the point where they said you know what we're just going to do what we want to do and you know fair yeah. fucks them. and now they've turned around and gone well actually we're going to go back to what we can do and be a brilliant rock band we're going to expand and be a brilliant um sort of electronic dance band and also yeah. we can just be you know and no no one's going to be able to touch us you know so yeah oh. exactly i think i think what was good about it is the fact that they went metal, but they added the electronics in, and it mashed together so well. Yeah, like, I think Jordan Fish is the absolute star of that band by about a million miles. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, don't get me wrong, I, oh. I love the other members of that band because obviously there was a lot of stuff pre uh, Jordan joining the band that I that I adore. So, but my God, he has brought something completely different, like to that band, and it just makes him so much better, in my opinion. Yeah, in terms of, um, oh, I don't know how to say it, but the well, no, it's it's mainly the, you know, all the 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 features mm. on the the EP or album. Yeah. Uh, if we go through it one by one, how do you think each one f- uh, fits? So we'll start with the uh, the Young Blood feature. I I think that is huge. Uh, I think it's huge on a musical level because it's just oh boy, just that whole hook. When I first heard that, it was like, well, that's that is a hook, line, and sink. Have you ever heard one? That you know, it's such an absolute pop. Um, And having Young Blood being someone who I personally don't really care that much for, but I saw the crowd he pulled at Reading, and it was massive and. A lot of people are invested in his music, so to have him collaborate yeah. with Blue Horizon is good for both parties. And you know he yeah. serves the song really well, so I think it's yeah, it's an absolute bop in my opinion. But yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I, I thought so. I'm quite a big Young Youngblood fan. Mm. Um, you could say they kind of the Youngblood before they released the song, um, Youngblood and um, Bring Me a kind of they're kind of they're destined to kind of do stuff together mm. but i personally thought it might not work because <sighs> bring me the horizon are quite fast paced no matter what they do mm-hmm. young blood is very um i don't know how to describe it it's like punky but it's kind of like more dense yeah it, and it, the, the one thing they've got in common is that alternative edge isn't it yeah so i thought so when i heard it and when it gets to young blood's bit and he does he it kind of it mellows down for about five to ten seconds. I thought, oh, okay, this is his feature there. He's just going to have one, you know, bit. Mm. And then he proper leans into the um, 
the like the metal side of the song, and I was like, yeah. yes, this is, this is a bit of me. Yeah, definitely. So I, I, I love I love the Bay. It's probably one of the best songs on that that whole album, whole EP. And I, I personally think as well. I think that, so. I think Ammo as an album. I'm for the sake of this argument, I'm about to say I'm going to discard. Pretend like it never happened. The singles yeah. on this record, this EP, are so much stronger than the uh, ones on That's the Spirit. So Throne um, and um, obviously the one of, uh, Avalanche, and there's another one. I can't think what it's called. Top of my head now. Um, I can't uh, think. But anyway, the other one up there. These are so much stronger in terms of in terms of the songs and singles. Yeah, um, I think. Ammo had like a mantra which you can't fuck with. Medicine yeah. was, you know, it was a radio <laughs> one hit, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was absolutely great, to be honest. Yeah, I think. So, Ammo, I feel like it isn't amazing, but it's. And it's not. I, I mean, it's not one of my favourites at all, but I feel like if they didn't do Ammo, we wouldn't have had this album or this EP. Like, it's been a. It's kind of a learning curve for them to find out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, because Ammo definitely felt like a mixed bag in the sense of you could put this, you could put every single song on that album on a different playlist on Spotify, uh, whether you want like a chill yeah. track or a rock track or whatever. And that's why I don't think it works as cohesively as a record. But a standalone yeah. songs, a lot of those songs I really like, even like the more. Um, Dancey stuff like Nihilist Blues and stuff, I think is absolutely banging. You know, yeah, so same. that that stuff's really cool. Yeah, and I think with um, that's a spirit. The singles on that, like you just said, I feel like they were a bit too basic and predictable. Yeah, I think that like every yeah. every time bring me like don't get me wrong, they're really good singles, but mm. every time uh, bring me now release a single. Or any anything, I'm always so excited to see what they've done this time. Yeah. And there's not many bands in this generation that can make me th- feel like that. Like at the moment, like rock sells where it's just until there's there's a change, like what Bring Me are trying to do. They kind of it's kind of just repeat and try and get repeated uh, and retained listeners. Whereas what Bring Me have done is tried to branch out and it's really worked and they've gone full circle. I mean, I'll be honest, when I when I first heard um Obey, uh I haven't been that excited about a Bring Me the Horizon album since I heard um Shadow Moses for the first time on Radio One. I remember I remember that day yeah. I, I was at work and that came on the radio and it was like drop everything you're doing and take notice of what's going on right now because you know, this is about to blow your head off and exactly the same with Obey in a different kind of way, but it was just like holy shit like they they are back and back with a vengeance yeah oh, it's so good <laughs> yeah so to move on in the features you've got mm. Kingslayer featuring Baby Metal not yeah. a fan of Baby Metal personally but it really works it really really works <laughs> I I have sat on the fence for so long with Baby Metal my ass really hurts I'm not gonna lie <laughs> like I need to get off this fence with Baby Metal because you either love them or you loathe them or you just don't care about them and yeah. I am inclined to like them more than I hate them. Uh, so I've seen them like twice now. Uh, I saw them twice at download. Um, and they are really good live. And the musicianship of that band is incredible. It's just 
the J-pop stuff is incredible as well, but it's kind of sometimes was a little bit jarring, maybe. But as you say, on this track, yeah. it works just superbly. I actually think oh, this track it's... probably works better for Baby Metal than Baby Metal works for itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is the perfect like environment for Baby Metal. Yeah, like, it's I am, it's I'm a not, better character, not... isn't it? Yeah, I'm not on the side that hates them. I'm not on the side that loves them at all. Mm. I am. In, I am in that that place of like, don't really care. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's not for me. It's not for me. I wouldn't listen to like an album of theirs where they they a lot of it's just the same kind of style. Mm. Whereas this thrown into a Bring Me the Horizon album, it just works so well and it's so heavy, but so. Like I wanted to like stand up and dance. It's just it's like crazy. I think I've played it so many times since, since yesterday. So yeah. yeah, it's such a good song. And I was actually on my uh, on my time hop. It came up that four years ago I was actually seeing Brimming Horizon with Enchikairi and Don Broco support. Now I tell you something, that was a good show. <laughs> 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 it just, I, it just, I just remember going because um, it came on my time up, and as I say, obviously being Halloween as we record this, I remember me and my friend Adam dressed up as in Halloween gear and stuff, so it's just a really cool little thing that we're talking about it now. So, <laughs> is it Lucy's so, next one? Is that got a um, on it or not? Has it? No, no, it hasn't. So, okay. next, next two are ones that probably the weaker of the features. Um, so we have one times one oh, with Nova geez. Twins. No, you've got it so wrong. I what, love you, you that think, song. Do you? It's great. One times so, one is great. I don't think it's bad. I just mm. think it's compared. I think compared to the other features, mm. I think it's it's the th- third in the feature of the features. I, I think it's okay. Um, I really like Nova Twins though. Um, yeah. Seen them at download uh, last year. On the fourth stage, um, I didn't even never heard them. They were uh, oh. never heard of them before, um, and Jesus, they were full of energy. They're jumping around that stage. They like I, I was, I was there waiting for well, the story of I was sitting there waiting for Zebrahead, but saw Conjurer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's another that's another band I discovered from watching. Trying to watch Zebrahead, but watching Conjure is that there's Nova Twins. They were really good. Um, but yeah, what, what do you actually think of One Times One? I I think it's really good. Um, as I say, I've I've kind of obviously I, I was a day pirate and I got it a few days before everybody else, and I rinsed the singles and rinsed the album tracks so much that I was like, I need to try and find something that I've not really listened to now. Uh, and One Times One was yeah. one of those tracks that I sort of got left. Um, behind almost in terms of my listening and how much I listen to it, so I was like, I'll go down and listen to that, and and now it's it's really really grown on me, so I really really like it. As for that yeah. other collaboration we're going to talk about, well, <laughs> yeah, this is what I want to get onto the Amy Lee collaboration. Oh, what do you think? God, because um, I've got my own opinions about it. I know your opinions, so I'll let you. I I think Amy Lee. Is an incredible singer. I think she's incredible in Evanescence. Uh, I think she is such a talent, but that talent is so wasted on this track because I and perhaps it's me being a little bit immature, I guess. But like 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a take a slight punt and slight shot at Reese, one of Reese's favorite bands in Bullet for Valentine, right? Right. I love Bullet for Valentine, but Matt Tuck is terrible at writing lyrics for the most part, right? But you put a thumping guitar riff over it, scream it, everyone kind of forgives you. It's fine. When you've got Amy Lee singing those lyrics, and it's <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? When it's sung so yeah. beautifully, like it just, I can't help but laugh because it is yeah. just like I get the lyrics come from a place of of you know personal hurt from Ollie and all that kind of thing, and I get it. The sentiment is lovely, but. It's just the execution is just hilarious to me, and I can't help it. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I've really tried as well. <laughs> I think my opinion is um, first half of the song is is terrible, just because mm. of the lyrics. Yeah. But once you start getting into once the, the the song starts to fill up with all the the instruments and the tech. It does get better. I do think it's it's, it's a decent song when you add all that. But yeah, no intro with those lyrics. Like I don't. What are some of the lyrics? I can't even think. It's just like um. Oh god. (laughs) Oh no. Like I'm trying to do it. They really like. Uh, Oh, they're just so weird. Sex. Bring the horizon. Um. Amy Lee song. Okay. It's something about butterflies leaving your chest, isn't it? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's one of the, the least weird things she says. It's something about leaving you want to break inside your skull or something. Okay, yeah, so bear in mind, if you do this to any metal song, you're going to laugh as well. So I'm not doing this purely to pick on Bring Me Horizon. On the verge of no return, you'd why do you keep fucking up? Don't you want to have to bury you? But nothing seems to get through your skull. One day, only the butterflies left in your chest as you march towards your death... Breathing your last breath, I said, I told you so, but look how the bruises show. Which, you know, it's not it's not bad poetry, it's not badly written, it's just no, the way it's no. performed. It's, it's because it's performed, it's like, it's like she says, get that through your skull in an op- operatic voice. Yeah. So it just doesn't go. Well, it's, it's just why why do you keep <laughs> fucking it up? It just makes me laugh. So oh, yeah. in an, fucking in an op- it up. Yeah, exactly. And even, <laughs> even you trying to attempt it makes me laugh. Like it's you know, and I think if if Ollie had done that bit as a kind of a spoken word piece and then gone into the song, like yes, I feel like yeah, that, that would have been a lot better. I mean, I'm only uh, just a music fan, I'm not like a critic or anything like that, but like yeah, it's. I I personally can't get past that first verse. To be honest, yeah. without laughing and that, you know, once I, I start I, laughing, I'm like, that's me out. You know. Yeah, I th- I think um, if if like what you said, they um, Ollie uh, spoke the words at the start. It would be a really good end to the EP. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, it's. It's not like Bring Horizon haven't ever uh, utilised female vocalists on their strong songs before. Like, you've got on um, uh, Crucify Me and Don't Go on the, There Is A Hell. They use lights, the Zinger lights uh, on that track. And she's really good on that track. And they, they use her in a way which complements the song, you know, and kind of yeah. brings brings more of that kind of feeling and emotion to it where... 
I think this is just it's a bit of a misfire on an album which is basically eight bangers and one misfire in my opinion so fair fucks to Bring Me Horizon it's not a bad showing to be fair yeah I think they've I I think we can both agree that this is this is really good it's a good step it's more than a step in the right direction oh hell yeah and um so with everything that's going on like with the pandemic and stuff obviously I don't want to go don't want to go on too much about it I kind of made a point this year of not buying gig tickets and things I've bought a gig ticket to go and see these in uh, I think it's November they're playing just because if I don't go and it goes ahead I'm going to be really guided because I really want to see this live yeah I've done the opposite to you you've done the opposite so so I basically just bought so much things I really are you just hoping it's going to go ahead no no I, I don't know I just I've seen them advertise and I'm thinking if I because if, eventually it will go on oh, yeah, like, they'll just postpone yeah, yeah. it so I'm thinking if that gets sold out I'll just be annoyed in in two years when I don't get to go see it and that's the only gigs that are on do you know what uh, I mean yeah that's very um, so I bought like I've, I've bought some random stuff like not just but gig tickets like I've, I've Randomly, Jade was like, oh, do you want to buy uh, Comic-Con tickets for Liverpool? I was like, okay. <laughs> so, nice. so, five minutes later, I bought Comic-Con tickets because she's a massive Vampire Diaries fan. Um, so she's spent money to go and get a photo with... I've forgotten his name now. What um, Vampire Dudes? Ian Summerholder. I mean, that means so, nothing to me, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure there'll be she's someone spent, out there going, I know who that is, but... Yeah, she spent a lot of money to go to get a photo. I've spent 30 quid to go in and see if... And probably if some more people get announced, um, just, I'll probably go see now. them. But yeah, it's um, like a... They have, like, museums of, like, retro kind of film stuff and all that. So I thought that'd be decent, you know? Only, like, 30 quid or so. I'm just looking to see who's uh, guessing already. Um, it's only they've only announced Vampire Diaries people. Ah, that may, that that makes sense because all I can see is Vampire Diary people. Yeah. Although, so uh, one of the guys was in Spider-Man Two, so that that's cool. Was he? <laughs> um, uh, Daniel Gills was in Spider-Man Two, apparently. Right. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah, that's just a random fact for you, everybody. Um. But yeah, so I've obviously like got a few things. Obviously, has been crossed over from um, last year because obviously Michael Cromance got postponed. So seeing them twice oh, yeah. this year, um, obviously seeing Bring Me got download, Slam Dunk. Hopefully, oh, random question: Are you camping with me at uh, download? Are you going? Download? I don't even know. If, I don't even know if I'm going download. This is what the, this is what my this is, was. <laughs> the lineup. So this is kind of a good segue because they've just released like majority of the lineup now, haven't they? They've only got they, one more. That's why they call me a professional, Reese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I I look at the lineup and um, like uh, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> nothing on there. Well, there's a few. There's a lot more smaller bands I'd go see, but when you go when you go to download. You kind of need the headliners to be like blowing you away, um, because the, the smaller bands only get thirty to forty minutes, don't they? Yeah. So, so the main so, like, the main talking points in terms of new bands been announced. So, Megadeth are headlining second stage. Who will be going against yeah. Kiss? 
uh, Descendants are headlining the third stage, which will make Rob very happy because it's his favourite band. It was, yeah. So I did see, I did see that. And I was like, oh, that'll make Rob happy. Um, and there was a couple of others. Um, uh, Sla- Slam is it? Slam or something like that. Uh, basically, um, Will from Creepers' new band is playing on the third stage as well. Oh yeah, so that's pretty cool. Apart and he's playing that, double that day, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing yeah. double double duties that day. So apart from yeah. that, nothing really. Uh, massive to announce and talk about, but yeah, I I wasn't actually sure if you were planning on going. So yeah, no, I'm not sure yet. I might get a day ticket. Um, I don't think I can yeah. justify spending the money to go see something. I'm not. I don't feel so excited about. What day you go? Do you know what I mean? I was debating Sunday or Saturday. Oh, see that Saturday looks. Oh, that Saturday is basically like. An absolute clash fest, to be honest. I know. I what, what my thought was: the only problem that puts me off Saturday is, like, I'm, don't take this out of context, but I, I'm not a, a, a Biffy Claro fan. Like, I understand they should be headlining and everything. We've got and they Biffy are down Clara hater. We've got Biffy Claro. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not a hater, and I like, I like their new album's really good. I actually like their new album, but um, personally, just it doesn't it doesn't get me excited as much as like something else would. Uh, like system of down, um, yeah. So that's the only like that's like the the lure of the Sunday more. But like, I really want to go see Creeper. Um, um, mm. So <laughs> I mean like, that that's the thing. So just going down the poster, like there's there's so much across the board that I'm I'm in love with. That I want to go and see a lot of it. Like arguably, I've seen before. Um, the only ones, yeah. the only big ones I haven't is Kiss. Uh, distill. No, I've seen the distillers actually. The darkness I've never seen. Um, yeah, Descendants. That's about it. Fucking hell, that's that's really bad actually. Like <laughs> <laughs> looking down the poster, I'm like, who haven't I seen? Oh shit, there's really very not very many to be fair. Um, but yeah, I think like that that Saturday looks incredible. So Biffy, Deftones, Gojira, uh, and then on the second stage, Killswitch, Mastodon. Funeral for a Friend on the third stage, Creeper, Employed to Surf, Sepultura, Believe from Within, Venom Prison. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a bit of me. But then again, on that on that Sunday, Rise Against Voltbeat, Corn System. You can't really yeah. get a better better Sunday afternoon than that. I don't think. Yeah, oh, I know. It's, it's really it's... annoying. I like. It's not that I don't want to go because I do. But I'd be glad to spend the money to go, and like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Because of all the it's, shit yeah, it's, it's, down it's, the past, it's it's know? it's the money, it's the money issue, isn't it? And mm. if it rains, I will be pissed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll be like, I'll instantly start thinking about the money because it was fine for my first year. Like, I was just so buzzing for it, but now I've got more of a freedom, for a freedom, and I can kind of go to different festivals, different gigs, and stuff. Yeah. It's like. Why would I? Why would I spend money on something that I I'm skeptical that I might not enjoy? Like, oh, I'm sure I'll enjoy it when I'm there, but like after the festival's over, I think back to it. I'd be like, if I was ever thinking, oh, it's a bit bad, wasn't it? I'd be like, oh, it'll just put a dampener on it, and I'll probably like never go again. Whereas if I have a break this year, and then next year they come back with a vengeance, that's the thing. I'm more likely to go. Because you're already going to Reading and Leeds, aren't you? If Reading and Leeds yeah. get there. Which, as, yeah. as we've said, discussed in the podcast before, Reese is more of a 
alternative kind of indie kind of guy where I'm more of a rock and metal kind of guy. So I can understand why you'd want to go to Reading perhaps maybe more over downward this year. Just because... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange one because it's more to do with... Like, if I side-by-side comparison Reading and Leeds um, mm-hmm. to download, much more bands I like on the download list. But yeah. it's the case of like, I have not gone to see that kind of side of my music taste live and I've not been to that festival before so I'll get the same buzz even if it isn't amazing whereas if I go to download and it ends up being a washout and I was thinking and I, I end up like being a bit frustrated because I didn't enjoy the as many bands as I thought I would I'll just be a bit annoyed because of the money situation yeah and that's the thing so obviously like as you say you've, you've only been to download uh, sort of once and that's your first experience of it uh, it's completely yeah. understandable that you want to go and go and taste a different different dish at a different restaurant. Do you know what I mean? It's completely yeah, exactly. understandable. So obviously, I've been around a bit longer, and I've sort of done download Bloodstock, Reading, Leeds. I've done all. I've done the majority of the big ones. Now, the yeah. only one that I would put money down every single year without even thinking about it is Bloodstock because that for me is my festival uh, because it's the perfect distance to everything they always book really different interesting bands if not always the bands that i love but it's the right price point it's do you know what i mean but then again i look at download and i'm like that just looks like all the fun yeah exactly but I, it's... that being said that many great bands on that bill all at the same time means i'm not gonna be able to see everybody so exactly you know, it's a different yeah one. that's what i was looking at too it was like if I do go, each day how many bands am I going to see that I like? And it was like, I'm going to miss out on bands I really like, see bands I'm, um, oh, they're all right because of the clashes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's, so uh, it's, I always think the third and the fourth stage are always more impressive than, than the main stage or the second stage. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing unimpressive about Megadeth, Killswitch, Master, any of those bands. Yeah. They're, they're all brilliant. But like I look at down at the third stage, and I I see bands like uh, Press Club, which is uh, a Australian punk band who are fucking brilliant, yeah. you know. And um, Loathe on the, on the third stage, I only want to see, um, you know, Lotus here, Bleed from Within on the fourth stage, absolutely brilliant. Do you know what I mean? So there's yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But does that warrant me spending that kind of money to go and see those bands when I can see them in a tiny little box room? you know, half an hour from my house, you know, for a fiver. Yeah, exactly. So, it's difficult. And, and you're only getting 40 to 30, well, 30 to 40 minutes out of them. Yeah. But then again, and, I, then again, I think the experience of going to a festival and just being around your friends and things. Yeah, that's, that's an underrated miss, part of it. Yeah, I did miss that this year, I have to say. It's, it's been, it's been really quite horrible but not having live music and stuff. Yeah, I know. It's just, like, I wanted this year because before this year download was like oh finally I can go see live music and whatever or, mm. but I was always worrying about transport I was always worrying about you know like because I was 17 so I still couldn't legally drink or anything it's like kind of boxed in to a certain yeah do you know what I mean you, you can't, I'm kind of like there's any limited things I can actually do yeah of course um, but now I'm 18 and I'm like learning to drive and when I can drive it'll be like oh want to go there just go like it's that easy whereas before festivals are ideal because it's like go one place spend a, like a ch- chunk of money but you get to, to knock off like 
eight, the eight, nine, or ten bands off your your wish list, and you get to find five or six new bands. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. definitely. And the the only other the other festival that I would pretty much hands down put money on that I'd go every year without question is uh, Slam Dunk because yeah. you know I love pop punk and I love hardcore, so those two things always that is basically Slam Dunk in a nutshell. So you know, yeah, this Slam Dunk, no exception, being brilliant. Yeah, Slam Dunk is one that I am <clears throat> contemplating doing instead of download. Ah, uh, mate, calm. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Because that's if it goes ahead. But because um, with Slam Dunk, you get there's a lot of crossover with the download bands, like yeah. the ones on the third stage and fourth stage and stuff. Yeah, it's a good mix of uplifting punk and good, really good underground kind of metal. And this year's lineup is just just crazy. It's so good. So like. I, mean, I don't know like, if I should miss out on it. I mean, some forty-one, don't broco, no effects, Billy Talent while she sleeps. Like that, that those alone are worth your ticket. Plus, you yeah. add Barry Tomorrow, State Champ, The Used, Story So Far, Pennywise, Me First, Give Me Goose, Real Big Fish, Mania Parade, Wonder Years, Code Fucking Orange on their yeah. first, <laughs> on on their first uh, show back in the UK after racing underneath. Oh fuck! I forgot they got their live show tonight. I am buying a ticket for that. Um, <laughs> I can really saw that. Uh, who else is on there? Uh, we are the In Crowd. Your demise. Straight from the path. Ice Nine kills. Issues. Comeback here. These nuts. These nuts. Loads of fucking great bands. Loads. Are Creeper playing? No, Creeper aren't playing. Creeper played uh, back in twenty. 18, they was last time they played uh, Slam Dunk, and that was the yeah. day that I met them, and they're really nice people. <laughs> oh, I because is there any more bands to be really put on that like lineup? It says plus more to be announced, and that was on the 24th of August, right? Because Creeper, Creeper being announced there would finesse that for me. Because mm. Creeper, since you sent me down the rabbit hole, I've been obsessed, and I just want to see them live now. <laughs> now I've got now I've got my hands on the Creeper EP and the first original EP on vinyl. I'm so happy. Like, yeah, I, I, so happy. Only problem I'm having with Creeper mm. is I really like the music, but I feel like I'm missing the story. Okay, like fair. yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like I'm missing so much of like, like I feel like I'm late to the party and everyone's exhausted all the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, that's when like that, musically love them. Went off, that was, yeah, it was but mad. I just like I watched their podcast for this, um, the one you you talked to Andy about on our mm. first podcast for them. Watched that podcast, thought that was really good. Kind of kind of brought me up to date with up to this album. Yeah, but I still feel like I was missing, like you and Andy were talking about, like how rare the 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 thing they're releasing. Have they released it now? What's that? The EP is that they're releasing, they're reprinting. Oh yeah, so the EP. So when they released um, "Eternity in Your Arms," the first album, they done like they went all around Southampton and there was like leaving clues for fans and did to bring like, phone numbers and it was all linked back to the singles and it was it was just like brilliant like theatre but done online and like right. it's kind of it's weird. I've heard um, Will Gould talk a lot about um, how. He's kind of created his own personal problem with his fan base because he's created 
basically the ultimate fan base that are absolutely in love with everything they do but because of that they are a bit ravenous at the same time like <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like he's like sort of saying like i can't even you know do anything without people either saying they love me and want to marry me or want to kill me like do you know what i mean like and he said but yeah. at the same time that's kind of what what you kind of want as a musician don't you do you know what i mean but it's, yeah it's because is it is there meant to be a st- a, like a, a story with them or is it kind of just like i don't i'm it's what I'm, I'm still so confused i've been trying to find answers i can't find anything um like, so it's kind of it's weird so like they had a so I, i'll be honest i kind of i saw the story develop and unfold on kerrang and all the rest of it um when it all sort of happened but i didn't really get that involved in it because right. i was one of those people who much like you, heard a lot of people banging on about them, and I thought, I'll give it a break, you know, I'll listen to them, and then listen to the album, and I was like, oh, I am being a complete idiot, like, do you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. So, like, I'm just trying to find the article, that there's an article on Krang that was really good, um, talking about how they managed to sort of do the first album and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's mad that they... They managed to create this whole world and this like such a ravenous fan base. It's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. And I've never so I saw Creeper um in 2017 at the um the uh, what was it Kentish Town Hall in um right. London. Okay. And so they they played uh, Welcome to the Black Parade over the PA before Creeper came on, and you can imagine the absolute. <laughs> Like it was insane. It was like it was like Michael Clarence had just walked on stage. Um <laughs> but there was obviously the the bit before uh they had like the preamble stuff, um, where it was kind of based on uh Southampton Fair, but it was all like kind of it had been taken over and stuff by the stranger, yeah. which is the the thing with the big googly eyes and a shot lays out his eyes and stuff. And I just remember sat there being in complete awe of it and i just burst into tears because i was like this is <laughs> so fucking brilliant and it was funny because i saw um i don't know do you listen to any other podcasts at all um as in music podcasts yeah yeah that's not metal okay so do you know stephen hill from that's not metal no i'm okay, kind so- of new okay cool so he was the original host of that's not metal and he right. had his own podcast um so anyway i knew of him and, and he was sat about three seats away from me and yeah. i sort of I, I clocked eyes at him and we both just sort of like teary-eyed just like shook our heads at each other and like gave each other like the metal horns it was just one of those moments <laughs> and afterwards i was like mate and he's like i can't i just can't i was like by the way i love your podcast but mate and he's like i know I know, and I was just like, <laughs> it was such a weird yeah, experience, I, like reading something like that. But oh, what band? That sounds exactly like um, when it's downloaded. Me and my mate watch Tool. Mm. Um, just people you never met before, but you feel like you've known them your whole lives. I was just turning to people, going, "What? What?" And they're just like, I was just sitting there, like making like brain explosion face of them. And all they were doing, all they were doing is, all they were doing is playing their music that. They, you can listen to now on Spotify. But it was just like they're they're actually playing. <laughs> it was like what is going on? And then they they pulled out um, uh, two new songs, and it was just like, oh my god! And everyone because it's tool. 
everything kind of sounds similar. So everyone kind of, everyone, you could just see this thing where everyone, everyone was looking at each other going, is this new? Is this, is this new? <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, oh, it was just crazy. I was just looking back at my mate Dylan and none of us said anything. Even afterwards, we were just going, wow. What is going on? Wow. Well, <laughs> what man. is this? So, yeah. No, so no, I get what you mean. Nice little segue. Have you heard the new Pussifer record? Uh, I've oh, literally today. I've downloaded it to Spotify. Hey. I'm ready. I'm ready to listen to it. Nice. I haven't listened to it yet though. Um, love the the artwork on it, like the the aliens and everything yeah. uh, with the pyramids. Thought that was really cool. Um, but probably Pussifer's one one of the bands of uh, of Maynards. Well, I guess it's not his band, but that I follow. Because I follow like, Maynard, he, so he's the centerpiece, isn't he? Whether he likes it or not. Yeah, whether he likes it or not, he tries to fair play to him. He tries to pull his attention away from being the centerpiece. Mm. But um, yeah, no. So Pussifer's probably the one, the one band I haven't leaned into as much. I think it's quite it's its own niche, like Tools' its own niche. Um, Perfect Circle's a bit more mainstream, I find. Yeah, they, they do a lot more like heavy rock songs that are easy to bang on. Did you like the new um, Eat, uh, Eat the Elephant uh, Perfect Circle record? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I really um, enjoyed it. <laughs> Don't know what Maynard was doing on it though. <laughs> it was it was my first like dip into Maynard, I guess, because like yeah, I his... dipped my finger in that and I was like, okay, that's what he sounds like, and then trying to get into Tool forever because you know what I'm like I've really really tried with that band and I'm still continue to try with that band but I don't know <laughs> some, something just hasn't clicked and I don't know what it's, it is I, I, I can understand why it doesn't click like it is it is a niche but then you Maynard's voice I find is one of the most unique voices in all of rock and metal and music like it's so weird and like it's, it's just like he hasn't really got it's just nothing I've ever heard before. It's it's like um what's the word? Uh not I have no idea, mate. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word. Um <laughs> hypnotic. It's like a yeah, you've got like a, sure. a, a quite a hypnotic voice that kind of draws me like a, like I listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Um and the way he speaks, you sound he sounds like he's singing, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. a lot of singers when they speak in um, you wouldn't be able to tell what their singing voice sounds like. But am when I, Maynard am speaks, I right in thinking that was the one where he was basically spent three hours talking about wine? Uh, well, yeah, he's done three, and yeah, cause, each one he's spent speaking about wine. Yeah, I, I, I listened to one of the podcasts, Joe Rogan ones, with, um, yeah. with uh, Maynard. I don't make a habit of listening to Joe Rogan because I think Joe Rogan's got his own set of problems to deal with at the minute. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like... As a podcaster, I'm like, you know, I can live with most of what he says, but yeah. yeah I'm just not um, a massive fan of him getting stoned all the time and then just like talking shit. But hey. Yeah, so <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan, if we're going to get onto this, is like, mm. I, I've i tried listening to him before. Didn't really like the format. I no. prefer it when he gets guests on. Like, if I'm listening for the first time, I don't know who this person is. I don't like it that he starts just speaking to them as if everyone knows who the person is. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, he'll instantly go into, like, not explaining who they are. I know it's the way he does it, and I'm sure people love it. But, like, sometimes he'll he'll be, like, 
play like a musician like um, Maynard, or it'll be like some like conspiracy theorist, and you'll be like, "So you've been a uh, trained jujitsu lately?" And it's like, <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't know what I didn't know you could fight. Like, cool, yeah, you can fight. Like, um, it's was watching not, it's the. Not, it's not bringing us into the uh, into the conversation. Yeah, exactly. I I, I mean with the. I don't know if you watched the recent one with Alex Jones. Um, he was a nutter. But basically, it isn't amazing. But mm. I prefer that style because they kind of just do discuss topics and that. Like, they discuss conspiracy theories. theories. Um, but yeah. Because uh, in the in the Maynard episodes, I've learned it's quite good. Because I know so much about Maynard musically, it is nice to have that like other side to him. So in that sense, it's good. Like, I've learned that Maynard owns, like, so many businesses. Like, he has yeah. a jiu-jitsu ju- uh, ju- school, he has a winery, makes cider. He has a, I think I'm right in saying this, he has a store in America mm. called the Pussifer Store, but it doesn't sell, like, their merch. It does, but it also sells, like, like groceries and, like, random, like, equip- like, like stationery. It sells, like, random stuff. Like homeware equipment. That doesn't surprise me because he comes. Like he, he comes across like a fucking mental person. Like in the yeah, best possible Yeah, he's so way. driven though. Yeah, yeah so he's driven. So driven. Like, it's kind of like he's got like um, I don't want to offend anyone, but like he's got like ADHD in the brain. But yeah, he's just brilliant at it. Like he's, he's yeah, head is exactly. just like a million miles an hour, but he's just well, everything he touches is like just really good. Do you know what I mean? Or it seems that way at least. Anyway, you know. Yeah. Definitely, like, I, I, it's just it's just strange. Like, comes on. I've always seen him as the lead singer of Tool, very secretive. Comes on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's like, yeah, I make wine. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Like, you know, it's you just imagine like the guy from Cannibal Corpse just like doing flower pressings. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just such a yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but no, J- Joe Rogan's um, it's it's, it's okay. Um, recently, he's also been. He's come into fire recently for a lot of things, but he's been definitely being censored by Spotify. Like he signed this new deal with Spotify. Um, I know. If, I don't know if you watched his previous episodes with Alex Jones. No, I like, haven't. No, I don't know. So I don't really I, keep up with it too much. But I don't agree with Alex Jones at all. Like he's a nutter. Is he but, the right wing guy? Uh, he's not right wing, but he he's anti left wing. Like right, okay. He support. He always says, "I'm not left wing. I'm not right wing. I just find the truth." I have found the truth. Oh, right. Well, turn the frogs gay. The turn yeah. the frogs gay. All them. <laughs> so he's, he's a conspiracy theorist that says the most strange stuff. Some stuff does end up being true. Majority of it's bollocks. He just yeah, kind of throws so much out there. I was about to say, you're throwing shit at the wall. Yeah, exactly. you throwing up shit at yeah. stick. But I did feel sorry for him on the Alex Jones podcast. Uh, and on the um, Joe Rogan podcast. Because he's been on twice before. And Joe Rogan has sat there and just listened to him and let him speak and just mm. kind of basically let uh, the world like, take the piss out of him by itself. Like, no one's ever going to take him seriously. Mm. But this one, everything he said, he just went, let me just check that. And they pulled up Google and they just tried to check and they went, no, not finding that anywhere. It's just like, just let the man speak yeah, and just debate him or something. Don't be an antig- antagonizing prick about it. You know. Yeah. Because and then it got increasingly more weird as Alex Jones got more drunk and Joe Rogan was sober because it's sober October. So yeah. Joe Rogan was just getting annoyed at Alex while he spouts this shit about like um, 
there'd be no such thing as global warming and stuff like that. And then uh, uh, Joe Rogan's just like, let me just ch- check Google for that. And then it's just sh- showing nothing. And then he's going, there's no evidence. And he's like, there is evidence. I got it here. <laughs> I love you. It's amazing. It was a car crash of a, of a podcast, to be honest. But Some say ours oh, yeah. is a car crash of a podcast, but I think we do all right. <laughs> I think we do all right, yeah. This, this one wasn't planned, that it's flowed very nicely. Yeah, well. Very, very nicely. Um, so, <laughs> a quick update, uh, just for the start of the podcast. As I say, we're recording this on uh, Halloween, just for a bit of clarity. Uh, it's just been announced England will go into a second national lockdown for one really? month, uh, Boris Johnson said to announce, according to the BBC. So... It's just. Yeah. It's just. Hello. You there? Oh, wow, that that is big. Right, live. Hello, hello. Yeah, no, you're cool. It's just you, like you started. I was like, is he there? Like. <laughs> oh, <I> d- <laughs> yeah, no. That that's big. That is massive. Uh, um. So basically, uh, so Matt's gonna be stuck for <laughs> for four weeks. Well, well, I can. It does run around. Like the world is 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 going is still a bit pear shaped, but yeah. I'm sure everyone will get out of this the other the other side. And also, uh, sadly, a uh, quick R.O.P. to uh, Sir Sean Connery, who died today as well. I know, I know, I've seen that. I suppose it didn't bring this up earlier, actually, but just just while I'm looking at the BBC website, to be fair, it's yeah, no, it's so sad. Yeah. I mean, he had his like personal problems, like with. Stuff mm. political, no, not political, but a lot of stuff to do with women. But in terms of an actor, in terms yeah. of iconic, I, th- I, th- I think I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of the time you have to. Um, I was gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna say how the house thing kind of saying that. Um, you have to look at both sides of someone's life. You know, we've all done bad shit in our lives, and. You know, we've all done good shit, and when when someone passes, you have to make a judgment call and say, you know, does the good outweigh the bad? You know, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I guess. But you know, and also, ninety years old is a fucking good innings. To be fair, it like, is. It if is. I, this... If I make it to ninety, I'll be bloody happy. Yeah, well, we'll still be doing we'll... this bloody podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we might be still. We might. You might be on a computer by then because have you seen the. The Elon Musk thing? No, I've, I'll tell you about Elon Musk though. I've got his audiobook to read to listen to on my phone, so I'm looking forward to it. I have become, over the last week, I've become obsessed with Elon Musk, and mm. I now, I have now lost, not lost hope in humanity, but I'm now, my brain is like frazzled as to how, like, how things are just going to change in the next 10 years. Like, they got the new, they got the Neuralink coming out, which will basically mean you have like a computer inside your head. Crikey. He was saying on um, the Joe Rogan podcast again, bringing it back there. Mm. But he was, yeah, he was basically saying how he thinks at the earliest five to ten years, and language will be secondary. Like we'll communicate through thinking and sending information to each other. I I I agree with that, but I think he's got it slightly wrong because we're the human race, so we'll end up doing it through emojis instead. Like somehow <laughs> that will be the new normal. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but he was saying how basically by then too it might it might not be a case that you send information. It could also be a case that you go to a different country. The brain will be able to translate. Um, what's it called? Uh, 
languages and you'll be able to speak in any language you want wow like cool. there's so much to the new the, the Neuralink thing like it'll cure um epilepsy um it'll cure uh blindness from when you're not born blind um it can he was saying how it can actually um help cure like and help you with traumatic times so basically what would happen is something traumatic happens to you um you could you'd be able to mm-hmm. go into your mind's resources and reset your time to a time before the trauma happened that that brings me a lot of hope in a very very dark situation we find ourselves in right now um i actually think that is a perfect way to end the podcast don't you we're gonna leave people with some hope because when you started that story i thought we were about to deep dive into some some hellish hole but no that's (laughs) i like that a lot that's really cool um that's the perfect way to end it i think um so what's coming up next on the podcast peeps well we are we're ripping off uh, a major podcast in the next couple of weeks uh we're ripping off a major tv program in the next couple of weeks and then in december um it's all about christmas because all the fun happens despite what happens in the world with coronavirus all of that stuff lockdowns all that kind of shit what we're going to do is we're going to take our ties off stick them around our reds like you did in primary school when you're the last day of term and we're going to have a month long full of that um andy's coming back on the podcast hopefully for a couple of podcasts so that'll be super awesome it's going to be great in it yeah it's gonna be great we'll put a party for the whole month of december yeah um we're gonna cover fun topics everything christmasy yeah, just gonna really have a good time. There'll be no talk of, of bloody COVID. <laughs> I, I actually think I'm gonna say this on the podcast that if we mention COVID on any podcast in December, we have to do a forfeit. Of some I've got a good idea. On the lead up to the um, the drinking episode, because mm. uh, we're gonna do a drunk uh, cast for mm. like a Christmas kind of special. I am fucking um, dreading it. <laughs> Every time we mention COVID in the run-up, um, that's that goes down as a shot. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Absolutely love it. Right, cool. Thanks, guys, for listening. We will see you next Tuesday. Stay safe. Um, don't do anything we wouldn't do. Adios. Adios. Have fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs>